Good morning, everybody. Hello, I'm glad to see you this morning. It's a beautiful day today, and I'm glad that you're here to worship on this beautiful spring day. Uh, it's a joy to be in the house of the Lord with you. I'm glad that you're worshiping. If you're joining us by live stream today, hello to you wherever you are, and I'm, I'm glad that you're joining us. We have a couple of announcements to point out. Of course, you can, you can go to our church website, fumcgadson.org, and you can see our whole newsletter there. And you can download our church app and get it all there. I just want to touch on a couple of different announcements just to remind you of today. Today's a very special Sunday. I, I'm glad that you're here for today. And it's Confirmation Sunday. Every Sunday's special, but this one's extra special. For the past several weeks, Pastor Andy has been working with the greatest group of young people you ever saw. An awesome group of young people teaching them about the church, basics of the Christian faith and everything. And today, three of them will be confirmed. Parker Casey, Genevieve Corley, and Bay Brown will all be taking their vows of the church today. And Bay is going to be baptized today in today's service. And you all get to be a part of that. You all as his church family get to make your response to that. And you get to remember what it was like when you joined the church and you took those vows. And you get to remember what your baptism uh, was, how special it was to you. And so this is, this is, I'm glad you're getting to be a part of that today too. I wanted to just remind you, you can always be a part of our 40 Days of Prayer Bible Study. You've got three opportunities to join in that. I teach the class on Wednesdays at 11 o'clock and then again at 6 o'clock on Wednesdays. And Harriet Murray teaches a 6 o'clock Wednesday class. Our men at the well have a, a Zoom version of that that meets at 7 o'clock on Thursday morning for you early birds. Um, and then I have just one more thing. Our children's ministry here is awesome. It, they're the, the greatest. And I just want to tell you, we have the most cool Easter egg hunt plan coming up April the 16th. It'll be here at our church at 11 o'clock. And we, not only will we have egg hunt, we'll have crafts and refreshments and all of that kind of stuff. So we're looking forward to all that. Will you pause with me now as we go to the Lord in prayer? Oh God, we pray that you would help us to focus our hearts and our minds on what your spirit would say to us. As we open our lives to you, Lord, will you do that transforming work inside of us that we need? And we give you the praise and the glory for it. And we ask all this in Christ's name. Amen.
Remain standing, please, and join with me as we join with saints around the world and across the ages in affirming our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to may be seated. And at this time, uh, we prepare our hearts for a time of tithe and offering. I wanted to let the kids know they can go to kids' church. Um, and when you think about giving, um, one of the ways you could give that's not financial is helping Catherine with children's church and helping with our Easter egg hunt. We have so many awesome things going on in our children's ministry. So it's one of the many things that we celebrate here at the church. Um, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, as we prepare our hearts for this time of tithe and offering, uh, God, we ask that every gift that is given will be used for your kingdom. We ask that you will do great things through this church. Uh, we pray that you will touch lives of people here in Gadsden and also people around the world through the gifts that are given. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
You may be seated. So I ask you this morning as we prepare for our morning prayer to think about some things that you're thankful, some things that you can celebrate this morning. Um, so many times we think of prayer time, we just think of prayer concerns, those things that are deep on our hearts, those burdens. But think of those joys that you have. And one of the joys might be how awesome our choir is, right? And one of your uh, joys might be awesome, how awesome the children's ministry is and that we have Confirmation Sunday. I'm excited because Drew Ray is here. So there's so many things that we can uh, celebrate, that we can celebrate this morning. If you're watching online, write a praise, write a praise report. Um, but we also have many things, many burdens that are heavy on our hearts. Uh, many unspoken requests as well. So uh, we would love for you to send your prayer requests to the church. You can um, write them on a note, put it in the offering envelope. We would love to be praying for you, and our, our prayer team would be praying for you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we come this morning with thankful hearts. We have so much to be thankful for. Um, but God, we also we, we, we remember those uh, who are in the hospital. We remember those who are recovering we pray, God, that you will bring them your healing, bring your peace. God, we lift up um, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine, those who are suffering. God, we pray a special touch on their lives. We pray that you will give them strength, that you will bring them peace. We pray for those that have, have fled to other countries, God. We pray for the caretakers. We pray for your saints uh, that are taking care of refugees and the surrounding countries around Ukraine. We pray for our friends at a Methodist church that they watch our service sometimes now. God, we lift, we lift them up as they take in refugees, as they care for others, as they do what you have called us to do. God, we pray for people in Russia that are confused and don't know what's going on. God, help them in the midst of all this. We pray for peace. We pray for change of hearts, God. We pray, God, sometimes we don't even know what to ask for, and we remember the words that you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
absolutely amazing. Aren't they amazing? Um, I'm going to tell you what else I think is amazing, though, is y'all are amazing. So, and, and I say that because, uh, and I was telling the earlier service this, I take classes over at Emory, and then I'm in a couple of small groups with pastors, and you wouldn't believe how many ministers tell me they haven't had a young person in their church in 10 years. We have young people in this church because y'all are awesome, and I want you to know that. Every time you stuff Easter eggs, or you help with vacation Bible school, um, or you cook a casserole for a youth confirmation Sunday, you do things to love the kids, and they notice it. They notice it. When they come here on Wednesday night to eat dinner and play basketball and have their kids in youth lessons, the love that you show them, they notice it, and that's why they come here. Many of them don't uh, attend church here on Sunday mornings. They come from other churches or their families don't attend church, but they come here on Wednesday nights because they are loved and cared for, so we thank you for that. Y'all are awesome. And I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but Miss Barbara Bennett, she works with our acolytes on Sunday and loves them and cares for them, and then they grow up in the church, and it's her birthday today. So I'm, not, I wasn't, I'm going to get in tons of trouble, tons of trouble. So you may be hearing us calling today Confirmation Sunday and wondering what that is. Especially if you grew up a different denomination, you may not know what Confirmation Sunday is. But here in the Methodist Church, when kids are junior high, junior high age, uh, we give them an opportunity to take a confirmation class, to ask questions, to learn about the basic beliefs of Christianity, to know what the United Methodists believe and how we might be different than some other denominations in some ways, um, why we do some of the stuff that we do. Um, and, and we have young people, uh, and, and this is a long process, right? It, it's several two-hour classes, so it's not a quick rush decision. We really want kids to grasp what the faith is for themselves, right? You're, it's no longer you're just having your parents' faith. You're claiming the faith for yourself. You're recognizing that you want Jesus in your life for, your, for yourself. Uh, and we don't try to trick them into it with fear or anything like that. It's a, it's a long process. We can really really talk about that stuff. And so many of you here have helped with confirmation, so thank you. Thank you for helping with confirmation class. Um, and maybe some of you, we're going to go over some of confirmation a little bit in here, maybe some of you have been through a confirmation class. Some of you may have been through a confirmation class a very long time ago, or maybe quite recently at Pastor Sam's adult confirmation class, which was excellent. I think after today, you might have to do it again. People might ask about it. Um, but just like the youth do it, the grown-ups can ask questions too. So, but even after confirmation, youth never stop asking questions, right? And we shouldn't stop asking deep spiritual questions either. Um, that just begins at confirmation, and we'll continue to wrestle with, with topics and scriptures for our whole life and grow in our faith. So we actually have a box in the youth room. It's a question box. And kids ask the deepest questions and uh, at confirmation, you'll learn this word, it's West, Wesleyan quadrilateral, and it, it means, it's a way of, of processing to thinking about what something means or what you can learn from it. Um, and we learn that scripture is the most important, everything's going to bounce back to that. Then we're also going to do tradition, what has the church said in the past about it? Uh, and then we're going to look at reason, right, and experience. We're going to wrestle with all of that against scripture. And in that question box, I get things about, questions about fear, about how to resist peer pressure, um, why do bad things happen to good people, we get questions about the afterlife. I had a really deep question just a couple weeks ago. Somebody wanted to know why a lot of paintings and stuff of Jesus, he's extremely light-skinned, and he probably had much darker skin than that, right? I get some deep questions. Ken Casey, I also get questions like, why is your bald spot getting bigger? They asked me that in the question box. So, but we continue. That's for all of us. We need to continue to wrestle with our faith, right? Test it. Struggle with it. Figure out what the Scripture means. May we never stop asking questions, discovering, learning together, especially in small groups and awesome things we have here at the church. I wanted to brag on our youth leaders when we have Confirmation Sunday. We have the best youth helpers and youth leaders at this church. They're amazing. They're amazing. Um, and I love that we, our youth leaders all come from, you know, different opinions, and we're, we're all very diverse, really, in a lot of our thoughts, and here we come together to teach kids about Jesus, and it's amazing. 
Um, so I'm about to jump into the scripture for today, but I want to tell you how important our children's ministry and youth ministry is. It's amazing, and that's why we have kids getting confirmed today, again, because of people, people like you. Um, uh, on a regular basis, we will have kids that move off to college or something like that. They will contact the youth helpers, youth chaperones, and say how much this church meant to them because it was open and loving and accepting of them. So thank you for allowing that to happen. Um, we have kids that visit our youth and kids programs on Wednesday night because youth will bring friends, children will bring friends. And one of the comments that I hear a lot, kids from other type of churches, they'll say, you, you guys really believe women can do everything that men can do. They can be preachers. And I'm telling you, the inspiration that is in their lives. It's awesome. It's awesome. So again, I thank you all for being awesome and allowing youth and kids to be here, tolerating when the youth room is loud during Pastor Sam's Bible study on Wednesday nights. We can be heard over Zoom sometimes, so thank you. Um, so this passage of Scripture is our lectionary passage for today. I almost always follow the lectionary, and it happened to go along perfectly for Confirmation Sunday. It's Luke 13, 1 through 9. This is going to be Jesus uh, talking with um, some people gathered there. So here it is. At that very time, there was some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with, that, with their sacrifices. He asked them, do you think that these Galileans suffered in this way? Um, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent you will also perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed in the Tower of Siloam fell on them. Do you think they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will perish just as they did. The parable of the barren fig tree. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. He came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should I be wasting, my t wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. So the beginning of this passage, um, we see that it says some people present are asking this question. We don't know who these people were. It just says some people present. So these people are asking questions of Jesus. Did these people die a horrible, horrible death because they're worse sinners than us? Jesus' answer is no. We do the same thing. We try to, we try to blame things and say, well, they must be really bad people. That's why that happened to them, don't we? We do that too. Um, and then, then they even come and ask another question about some tower falling. And we, we don't know a lot about these events historically that are referred to in this passage. We just know that Jesus is saying, no, they're not worse sinners than you. But check yourself. You need to repent, right? Sin is harming you. It's causing harm in your life. We all have sin in our lives. We all have things we've done wrong. We all have things we're going to do wrong in the future. And if, I think it's safe to say we probably have things we'll do wrong today. Um, but we still do that. We try to point the finger and try to, try to act like we're better than other people. We all do it at times. We are all in need to confess that we need Jesus. Um, when the people here talk about sin, sin, we could say, is anything that separates us from God. So God's still with us, but it's those things that we put in our lives to distance ourselves from God. Uh, we could say sin, sins are things that are the opposite of the things of God. And repent is to turn away, to move in a new direction. So we want to move away from those things that are not of God and repent and go towards God. That's what we want to do. That's what we're asking of ourselves today. We are all in need to repent. We're all in need of a Savior, every one of us. In confirmation class, uh, we talk about um, the profession statements, and they're in your hymnal on page 34. You can even look in there if you want. Um, Pastor Ken Casey is going to be going over these with the class in a little bit. So, um, but the first question that we're going to ask the kids, and it's a great reminder for us too, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? We all need to repent, every one of us. No one of us is, is perfect or blameless. 
Um, what is it in your life that you need to turn away from? And I ask myself that too. What is it in my life that I need to turn away from and turn in a new direction towards God in? When we take Holy Communion, we all kneel at the altar, every person that's present. doesn't matter what somebody's done different than you. We're all in the same boat. We all hold our hands out like this because we all need Jesus, don't we? Every, everybody here. Um, and we all know there's spiritual forces of wickedness in, the, in this world, don't we? We just turn on the news and we see what's happening uh, in Ukraine especially. Um, look at how people sometimes treat their neighbors. Even locally, we could say, oh man, I wish people would love their neighbors more. Um, we all mess up and fall into those temptations sometimes, don't we? But may we be reminded, we have Jesus. We have the power to reject these things. We can repent. We can turn away. Um, we can turn away from those things and turn towards God. The next statement that Reverend Ken Casey will read and ask the kids is this. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? God is powerful to give us the freedom to resist this stuff. All that evil junk. To we can stand for justice, stand against oppression. If you look at the front of your United Methodist hymnal, you'll notice the cross and flame, right? Every time we see that red flame, we're reminded that we have the power of the Holy Spirit with us. Every time we see that. We have the power to resist this stuff because we have the Holy Spirit. And I thought about all the ways that our church fights oppression and, and stands for people to be treated equal and to love others, and I'm amazed. I'm amazed because I think about how we, we want to make sure that everybody in our community has food to eat. Isn't that awesome? It's awesome. And so many of you help with Ladle of Love. So many of you help with the clothes closet and other ministries that help people, that help people to stand against oppression, to stand for justice. The next question that Reverend Ken Casey will ask is, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord? Put your whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races. That's the beginning of this passage, acknowledges that we all have to confess. We all need to repent. I ask you today to think about it. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior? That commitment you may have made a long time ago, what a great reminder. May we confess Jesus. Then did you notice that also in that question that Ken Casey said? He said, um, it reminds us the church is open to all people, right? We want everybody to experience the love of God. If you notice on Methodist churches, a logo, it often says a statement, open hearts, open minds, open doors. It's for everybody. And I'll tell you, every time I walk into the youth room at this church, I sense that and I feel it. These kids are amazing. They truly understand that concept, that it's for everybody. We have kids right now that go to Glencoe. We have kids at Gadsden Middle, Gaston, Homeschool. We have um, Rainbow Middle. I, we, they're from all over. We, I'm probably missing a school, but we have kids from all over the place. They all have different hobbies, different interests. You know, when they come together, they love each other. They care for each other. All the years I've done this, this is the least amount of clicks I've ever seen. They all really care for each other, and it's amazing. And you all have been a part of that. They get it. They get it. They get that it's for all people, for all nations. As we pray for other nations right now, they understand it. They get it. Um, I'm honored to be able to serve with them. Lastly, in this passage, Jesus talked about a fig tree, right? Um, and you could say we are the fig tree. And if you noticed in the passage for the young people here, it did say manure, because if I read that in the youth room, they would all laugh. Um, so Jesus talks about this parable of the fig tree. A man says to the gardener, that tree has no fruit, cut it down. And the farmer says, wait another year. I have work to do on it. Aren't you glad that God has been patient with you? Because that's what this parable reminds us of. God is patient, Right? How many times have people given up on us, right? How many times have we given up on other people? And God sees that fig tree that should have been producing fruit and it hasn't. God says, give it more time. Give it more time. May we be patient with other people too. There might be somebody here or maybe somebody watching online and you might think God's given up on you. I want to tell you God has not given up on you because you might feel like, 
oh, it's been so long. I really should be, should be loving people better. I should have this more. God's given up on me. God still loves you. God still cares about you. In this parable, God's saying, give it more time. Don't give up on that person. But we're also reminded in this passage that we should be showing fruit in our lives. We are the fig tree in this parable. And what are those fruits that it talks about? I would say they're the fruits of the Spirit we should show. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you've been to kids' church, you probably know a song about that, the fruits of the Spirit. Um, We should all see growth in our lives as believers. We should be growing in discipleship, growing in our love for God and for others. It doesn't mean we're going to get right all the time, but it means we should be growing. And everybody that's, the, the, the three that are confirmed today, they're going to continue on the journey of growing, of producing fruit in their lives. It's going to be a blessing to others. Um, this is where the church comes in. It's important for us to gather with other people, isn't it? It helps us produce fruit in our lives, but it also helps us to encourage others to produce fruit in their lives. Ken's going to ask again today, this morning as the kids join the church. He's going to ask um, when they join, he'll say, Will you be faithful to the church with your gifts, your service, your, your witness? Um, it's a question for all of us today, too. Will we? Will we be that way? Then also, I mean, to be honest, I read this passage about 15 times, and that word manure kept sticking out to me, right? And I know in this passage, the context, it's referring to nutrients, right? That we spend time with God, and God gives us nutrients to grow. But I couldn't help but think of a phrase that we all hear in the world all the time, it sounds a little bit like manure happens, right? Manure happens. <laughs> you'll remember this. If nothing else, you remember that I said that. Manure happens in our lives. And when manure happens in our lives, even through that, may we say, Jesus, help me grow. Help me to produce fruit. Help me to love you more and to love my neighbors more through that. So I want to close with this, because this is a season of Lent. Imagine we are the tree. During this season, you may have given some things, um, given some things up, or you may have added some things that you want God to work on. But through that, may you say, God, produce fruit. Would you prune the areas of my life that need pruning? Would you give nutrition to the areas that need nutrition? Through areas that felt like manure, God, help me grow even in that. Today, we, re- we, need, we remind ourselves we need Jesus. We need work on our hearts. We need to be growing and producing fruit. But may we also be patient with people who are still growing. Let's pray. Loving God, This morning, we are reminded of confirmation. We're reminded of our need for you. We are reminded of our need to grow. We're reminded of our need to be patient with others. God, today we celebrate. We celebrate those being confirmed. And I know you celebrate with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I'm going to ask Reverend Ken Casey and those being confirmed to come uh, up at the altar here. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior? Put your whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races. I do. According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? To you, the church. Do you, as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? We do. Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life 
and include these persons now before you in your care. With God's, With God's help, help, we will, will proclaim, proclaim the good news and live, live according to the example of Christ. We will surround, surround these persons with a community of love and forgiveness that they, they may grow in their trust, trust of God, God and be found faithful in their service to others. We will pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. If y'all come around here and let me get all three of you to, to kneel right here. Bay, I'll get you right in the middle here. And y'all go ahead and kneel on the altar, if you will. Uh, congregation, if you want to follow along on page 36 or uh, up on the screen, and there'll be a place for you to respond as well. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell of God's mercy each day. In the fullness of time you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Declare his works to the people, to his glory among all the people. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and those who receive it. Wash away his sin. Clothe him in righteousness throughout his life that dying and being raised with Christ he may share in his final victory. All praise to you, eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. Bay Brown, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now I want to ask um, Pastor Ken, Pastor Andy to join me as we um, confirm all three. May the Holy Spirit work within you that being born of water and spirit you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Genevieve, the Holy Spirit work within you, that being born through water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. And Parker, may the Holy Spirit work within you, that being born through water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. As members of Christ's Universal Church, will you be loyal to the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? As members of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? Members of the household of God, I commend you these persons that you may love and care for them. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. We give thanks, thanks for, for all that, that God has already, already given you, and, and we, we welcome, welcome you in Christian love as members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church. We renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church 
by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, and our service, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. The God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in God, establish you and strengthen you by the power of his Holy Spirit, that you may live in grace and peace. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, and after our closing hymn, I'm going to call you guys back up here so when everybody's leaving church today, they can come give you hugs, all right? Is that cool? All right. They're going to welcome you to the church and give you hugs, and I ask you now, would you stand with us and sing our closing hymn? So after the choral benediction, I would love for you to come up here and meet the young people that are going to be standing with me here in a minute, and you could welcome them into the church. But I also wanted to say how special it was that Ken Casey got to be a part of this with Parker, his grandson. That's, that is awesome. But as we leave here, may we remember we are the tree, and may we produce fruit. Go in peace.